talking all things training, sport performance, and business, and covering the most important topics to enhance your training and better your career. I'm your host, Jared Filippo, and this is Muscles and Management brought to you by Challenger Strength, where we build your body and your business. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode four of the Muscles and Management podcast. I'm Jared Filippo, your host, as you know. Uh, first, before we get started, as always, um, please uh, subscribe, share, rate, review if you enjoy the podcast. Uh, I say this every week, but it, it's definitely going to help uh, grow the pod, uh, grow the podcast, get it out there. Hopefully, uh, it can help as many people as possible with uh, the free content and all that kind of stuff. So, if you enjoy it, just uh, you know, drop by on iTunes, subscribe, uh, rate, and review. It helps a lot. Um, as I always say as well, ask questions, anything you want to, uh, you know, hear talked about or discussed on the podcast, um, you can comment, uh, on Instagram, drop me a DM, uh, Twitter as well. And I wanted to kind of, you know, bring something up and, and you guys, I'll, I'll ask this on uh, social media and you guys kind of let me know what you want to do. But, um, I'm thinking of doing a show notes, so to speak. So basically it would be like a uh, brief outline of, of what you know the episode talks about in certain segments and parts and give you an idea of, of where you know what information is where if you want to kind of pick things out that you know are important to you I can do that um, if that's something you might be interested in then just uh, let me know and I'll start putting those out there with the episodes um, another thing I want to touch on is just wanted to uh, apologize for the delay in the episode uh, it should have been out Thursday uh, it's coming out Friday uh, I was on a three-day vacation for a uh, wedding in Punta Cana. Congrats, Kim and Joel. Uh, if you ever listen, I, I doubt you will, but I know your kids might. So I uh, had a really good time. So congrats to you guys. Really happy for you. Um, funny enough, they're uh, two people that are uh, actually have been very important uh, to my business growth. Uh, I train, I've trained all of their kids at one point or another. Um, great, at, very, very good athletes, and they've kind of been a big help in uh, growing, you know, Challenger Strength and, and getting th- my message out there. So uh, it was really special to me to be able to share uh, their wedding with them, and uh, really happy for the two of them to uh, have found somebody, you know, get a second chance with the whole marriage thing and everything. So shout out to them. Um, last thing on the announcement side of things. Uh, first things first. Pitching Ninja giveaway, um, his new app, Flat Ground, aiming to, you know, get exposure to, for, you know, amateur, young pitchers, get, a, you know, coaching help, um, among other things, like I said, the exposure. Uh, I did a giveaway for followers of his new um, account for Flat Ground, and basically the winner gets a 10-week um, customized program from me, and the winner has been picked, um, you know, as that Develops. I will, you know, give some more insight on what's going on with that and, and how that's progressing. Um, really excited to see that and what we're going to be um, putting the results out there as we go. So look for that. Uh, speaking of Pitching Ninja, um, we should have him on as a guest next week. Uh, I will confirm, but uh, if not next week, most likely the week after, but should be next week. Uh, discussing all things baseball pitching, obviously. Um, getting into some training stuff on the uh, pitching end and how you know we can do some stuff to help baseball players. And then something else I wanted to get into, obviously, with the uh, launch of his new app, uh, it's going to be 
something cool to talk about. Uh, social media exposure, how to like really market yourself, and and you know what he's aiming to do in in helping kids get exposure and and you know college pitchers get to the next level, not slip through the cracks, and uh, you know being a podcast that talks about business as well as training and sports. I really think he's a great guest to kind of get both of those things done. So I'm really excited about that. Um, main premise of the episode today. I'm gonna keep this rant small, but um, talking all things about effective programming, building an effective program, uh, whether you're an athlete or just a general population, um, regular person just trying to, you know, get stronger, lose body fat, whatever your goal may be. Um, the biggest thing, and it's not even a rant, sometimes it's just like lack of knowledge or education on, on the way, right way to do things, but um, just some the main things I see with some ineffective programs out there. It's just, first and foremost, lack of goals. Um, if you don't know what you're trying to accomplish with a program, how can the program be useful at all? Like, what, what, why are you programming? Why are you training? If you don't know the answer to that, and how the hell are you going to put a program together that's good for anything? Should it just be throwing a bunch of stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks? Um, more so on that front, just a general lack of planning. Uh, you know, you shouldn't show up to the gym every day and, and just be like, oh, I'll do arms today. I'll do upper body today. Like, what, what is that? Like, what, what, what plan do you have? Like, what, what you're just going to kind of show up every day and say, oh, I haven't done legs in a while. Let me do some legs. First of all, if you're an athlete and you're talking about hitting arms or legs, battle is lost right there. We're not bodybuilders. Um, and then on the other side of the spectrum, I, I see too many people, and I, and I can't really rant on this. I, I appreciate the fact that some coaches just get really caught up in the de- in the tiny details of things that want to be perfect, but you got to have ability to adjust and, and put variety into your programs and you know be able to adapt to bumps in the road and changes and if you map out a program with every single little detail and exercise planned out and what you want to do you're never going to be able to accomplish it it's going to drive you nuts because you're going to feel like you're failing and you're going to have athletes that are just getting tired of the same exercises well i'll touch more on that but um basically the, the, the biggest thing is stop working out coming meaning coming to the gym having no plan and just kind of throwing a bunch of stuff at the wall and start training. Have a plan. Everything should be mapped out uh, thorough. And, you know, you should have an idea of what you're trying to achieve. Working out is separate um, workouts that kind of don't come, to come together to achieve a certain goal. Difference from training, we are having a plan. And every session comes together to help you reach the end goal of your program. So, um those are some definite things that kind of I see that are big with, uh, you know, issues with programs. And if you're not programming altogether, that's a really big problem. Hopefully, after you listen to this, you'll, uh, you know, it'll open up your eyes and you'll start to uh, to realize how important it is to have a plan and uh, have something to progress to. All right, with that being said, uh, I just wanted to give my basic blueprint to an, building an effective program. Uh, keeping it simple, but you know, giving enough detail to really help uh, lay out the pieces that you're ne- that are needed um, in order to build uh, that effective program. So first and foremost, I, I already hit on this: have a goal. Um, using an athlete example, trying to build strength, trying to build power, uh, trying to peak for an event, um, 
trying to maintain for the off for the in season, trying to recover, whatever it is. Pick a desired outcome from the program, and that's going to help you kind of choose what you need to do for certain aspects of it. From a general population standpoint, uh, you're trying to lose fat, trying to build muscle, um, trying to just get stronger uh, just for fun, or you're competing in something, whatever it is. Um, doesn't change if you're an athlete or a general population uh, type of trainee. Always have a goal. So now that you kind of just established a goal, another really important thing to do from right in the beginning before you pick any exercises or do any of that kind of stuff, determine uh, two things. The length in which you'll be able to train, so how long for the total amount of training, and the frequency. So length is the total amount of time you'll have for the program, and frequency is more the uh, amount of times like per week you're going to be able to, to train. Um, so an example of that would be I have six weeks to train, um, and the frequency is two times per week. So that would mean you have 12 basically training sessions to um, put into the program. So you need to determine those things, and I'll tell you why. Uh, and this is kind of going to go into uh, a next point of, of working from the uh, the end to the beginning to determine you know your cycles for your program. Um, and I'll kind of creep into that as we go through the length and the frequency. So in terms of length, you need to know, hey, I have six weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks, whatever it is. Um, if I have six weeks, I'm probably not going to do a, oh, first cycle is five weeks. That makes no sense. And I'd have one week before I'm done. It, 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 you get my point. Um, knowing if you have 10 weeks, 12 weeks, you can kind of break down the program into cycles. Um, if I have 12 weeks, I might do you know three, four-week cycles. I might say... Two, I'll do two five-week cycles with a deload in between, whatever it is. Um, knowing how long you have can help you kind of break apart and build the program out. And the frequency is important because you're going to need to decide, am I going to lift twice a week? Probably going to do you know more full-body routines to make sure I'm hitting everything with enough frequency. Um, if I'm lifting four times a week, I might do upper body uh, twice and lower body twice. Uh, I could do... You know, if I'm looking for more bodybuilding styles, a general population training, I could do a uh, push pull, or I can do a back buy. Whatever, whatever it is, frequency is going to determine how you're structuring the actual sessions themselves. So, uh, if I have an athlete who's going to come to me twice a week, and they're standard, like they're going to be able to do dynamic uh, effort stuff and and heavy stuff as well, um, we would do two full body days, and the first day would be more um, your jump sprints. Uh, dynamic barbell lift stuff like that that I discussed on our uh, conjugate podcast, our conjugate episode. Um, and the second day is going to be heavier stuff, maybe a little hypertrophy mixed in. Um, if they have three days, though, it changes everything. I could do um, one upper, one lower, one full body. Um, I could do four days. I could do two uppers, two lowers, like I said. Um, five days, you could do two, two, and one hypertrophy. Um, so you can do strictly heavy and dynamic upper and lower and then one full body day of, of repetition. It really, you know, it changes how you're going to build your program. So you need to know that. Um, if you're a trainer with a new client looking to build a program for them, you need to ask them these questions when you start so you have an idea of what you need to do as a trainer to build the program that's best for them. If you're an athlete trying to put your own program together, a high school coach trying to put a program together for your team, uh, and you don't have the luxury of having a professional. Um, if you're a dad looking to do that for your child, whatever it is, answer these questions for yourself. How often can your son train? How often can your team train? How long can they train for? Put these things down on paper, type it, whatever you want to do, and have them like check off these boxes in certain steps 
to know what you need to do and what you have to work with for your program. So, little recap. List your goals. What are you trying to accomplish? Build speed, build strength, build power, muscle, whatever it is. Part number two. How often can we train, training frequency, and how long do we have for the entire program? Brings us to the next point, which I've kind of alluded to already. Planning from the end. So if I know I have 12 weeks, I'm going to go to the end of the, I'm going to go to the, end of the date, basically, of that 12th week, see where it is, and I'll backtrack and build my cycles out. Um, the reason this is important is if, like, for example, you're training an athlete in the off-season and you want to kind of peak them to go right into their season, you need to know when they're going to be done with you because you're going to basically say, hey, um, they're starting in May and their season starts in September. So that last week of August, I want to have them doing a lot of intense stuff to peak, a lot of sprint work, you know, extra stuff geared towards prepping them for that first game, that first practice, whatever it is, um, their first tryout. And you're going to need to know, hey, I now have 11 weeks before that peak week or, or 10 weeks before the two weeks I'm going to do all that stuff um, and work backwards. So so now you kind of take shave those two weeks off the end of the uh, month of August, and now you know, okay, I have um, whatever date it is in the middle of August is my last week of the official um, non-peaking part of the program, uh, the general type of stuff. Uh, I know what date that I have to work with now. So now I know I have 10 weeks I can pick. Um, breaking everything on a week-by-week basis. So uh, basically pick maybe like a Monday as your starting point, and each week you build out the program, it would be the week of, uh, I said May, so let's say May 7th was a Monday, then it'd be May 14th is the second week of the cycle, May 21st is the third week, and, and so on and so forth. Um, building up into those last two weeks of August that you already know in your head now you've mapped out, so that you don't get into a problem where you didn't look at the end. You didn't kind of say, hey, where am I going to have to stop? How much time do I have? And now what ends up happening is you did a great six-week first cycle, and now you're on week three of your second cycle, and you're like, oh, crap. I have to wrap things up in two weeks. You're literally in the middle of a cycle. You're not going to be able to peak at all, um, and you're going to be unprepared. and just going to hit you like a brick because you're not going to know uh, when you had to end. So make sure you know these things before time and work backwards to avoid those problems. Next, once you know frequency, goals, uh, goals most importantly, what are we trying to accomplish, right? So if I know I have an athlete that needs to get faster, I need to have a test that gives me some general idea of what if, if what we are doing is getting them faster. Um, not everyone has a luxury of having a, a you know an automatic timer for sprints. Um, not everyone has the luxury of uh, having a vertical jump mat to test vertical jumps. So if you do have those, great. But um, those would be examples of things you could do to kind of test out either straight speed or lower half power. Uh, that's a good indication of if speed is increasing. Um, you need to be able to to have indicators of whether or not your programming is effective. So uh, let's say you have six months with an athlete, a little bit longer of time for this example, because in the first six weeks after you do all your testing, you run those tests back and they didn't really improve that much. Um, You can start to use that to make decisions on whether or not your programming is actually going to help them. Um, If you need to reevaluate things and take a step back and say, you know, am I doing the right things? What am I doing wrong? Um, Do I have to tweak some stuff? You need this testing in order to uh, validate whether your programming is effective. So it's really a good uh, way to check yourself and and make sure you're doing the right things to achieve your goals, Uh, whether it's an upper body strength test, like a bench press, a lower body strength test, like a squat, deadlift, um, relative strength, meaning, you know, hey, I have a 
young athlete who's not only trying to get stronger and get faster while they're here, but I'm trying to put some muscle on them. So I want to make sure, you know, I'm using uh, body weight as an indicator of whether they're putting size on, but I got to make sure that that size is practical and it's going to contribute to increases in strength and power. Uh, a chin-up or a pull-up is a really good uh, test for that. So if athlete the athlete comes in and they're 140 pounds and you they test out at 15 chin-ups, if they gain any weight, they have to at least hit that same chin-up number or better. Otherwise, you could kind of get an idea that their relative body strength, like their, their force output relative to how big they are, um, has diminished. So if he goes from 140 to 150 and his chin-ups go down from 15 to 10, odds are he's put some fat or, or uh, non-productive muscle on that's going to just kind of slow him down and be counterproductive. Um, so that's another good example of a test you can use that's really basic uh, to keep yourself in check and see if you're doing the right things. So you might have to reevaluate his diet, see what he's eating, um, see if you're doing too much hypertrophy work that's really not contributing uh, to the strength and power gains you're, you're aiming for. Uh, all things of that nature. So Pick a group of tests. Really try to cover all your bases. If you're trying to build a well-rounded athlete, have an upper body test for strength, a lower body test for strength, uh, a lower half power test if you can. If you can do a vertical, that's great. Uh, it could be, I mean, it's not going to be as accurate and, and trustworthy, but you could even make it as simple as, you know, chalking up your fingers and, um, you know, touch the wall uh, with a full extended arm and then jump and, and retest and kind of measure it that way if you have to for a vertical uh, it's really like a good way to, to test uh, lower half power. The chin-ups for relative body strength, uh, if you have to do a grip test, whatever it is, have you know all of these areas with something you can kind of refer back to and say, hey, this guy improved. These numbers went up. The program needs to be adjusted this way because of that. Or the numbers didn't go up. It needs to be adjusted because of that, whatever it may be. Um, this guy's progressing faster than I thought he would. I can go on to more advanced stuff you have all that information to refer back to and see if the program is truly effective. Um, once you get to all of that, now we're talking in the actual building of the program. So one thing I like to do, and I've mentioned a schedule in terms of cycles, a good way to kind of uh, keep yourself in check and have something to reference in terms of goals and, and weekly uh, progress. I like to make like a, what I call a scheduling sheet and what the scheduling sheet does is it maps out the length of the time you have to train. Uh, it's something you can kind of put together as like a template before you begin training and you kind of refer back to. Uh, and basically it's going to give you, a, you're going to you know, jot down what your goals are for each area of the program. So I, you know, a lot of athletes listening, uh, a lot of coaches listening, so we'll, we'll look at this from more of an athlete perspective. Um, you want to build strength with the athlete power. Um, you're going to kind of list, hey, primary movements, whether it's a squat a deadlift, whatever it is, we're going to attempt to build strength and power with that uh, in this cycle. And then you're going to say, okay, for jump training, he's more of a novice. Um, we're not going to do crazy counter movements and advanced jump training. We're just going to do for this cycle, the jumps have to be limited to just regular jumps, intensive jumps, up, down, regular plyometrics um, to keep yourself in check. So that week five, when you're filling out your exercises, and I'll get to this in a second, uh, you're not going to put, you know, depth jump to box jump. You'll refer back and say, oh, I'm not, we're not there yet. Uh, we're going to complete six weeks of just regular jump training first, and then we might progress um, to the more advanced box jump. So it's going to give you uh, something to check back to and make sure that you're, you know, you're sticking to um, the, the plan, so to speak, uh, the general plan, not too specific. So I definitely like to, to list all that out. What kind of sprints are you doing? 
what are you aiming to improve with your sprint? Acceleration or top speed? Um, are you sticking with more basic start types? The athlete's very new and they're trying to build muscle. Uh, repetitions themselves might help the athlete build muscle right away. They don't need a lot of negatives and holds yet. So you want to list all those things out um, so that when you go each week and you start filling in your exercises, individual exercises, you have something to refer back to to make sure that you're sticking to the initial goals you had. Um, once you get from that point now, so this is and this is a preference for me, but I, I really like it and I think you know it's good. I want to share it with everybody. Um, I do think that people get too caught up in trying to plan out every single accessory exercise uh, throughout the entire program for the entirety of it. So let's say a trainer put together a 12-week program for an athlete. Don't sit down week one and try to map out every single accessory exercise for the entirety of the program. You might be in the gym one day, a piece of machine, a piece of machinery broke, something happened, whatever it may be. You have a new idea for a new exercise. Um, don't get so caught up in, you know, trying to to use specific exercises that you picked way from the beginning. Um, I like to think of this more as a template. So your main exercises, whether it's your your squat, your bench for upper body, um, things like that, have a plan. Okay, every week I know bench press and squat are going to start us off for lower body and upper body respectively. Um, and I know that my what my rep schemes are going to be for those and what I'm going to intend to lift. But otherwise, for you know accessory movements to, to complement and build those things up, you can leave those empty. And then every week you can pick new exercises, keep things fresh for the athlete. Um, if you come up with new ideas for new exercises you want to use, you can just plug them right in. makes it way easier and makes you able um, to have adjustability. So you can adjust to missed sessions. You can adjust to um, new ideas for exercises. And you can keep things, like I said, I already mentioned it, but it's very important. We want to keep things fresh for the athlete, right? They might not like this as much as we do. They know it's useful. They're here. They show up. They put the work in. But you want to keep things fresh and fun for them. Um, don't go too crazy nitpicking and trying to put every exercise into plan beforehand. Uh, from there, really try to limit yourself to only tracking main movements, right? Um, you don't have to track every weight used for a dumbbell curl, every um, other examples, every weight used for a 12 rep set of split squats. You know, an athlete's going to have more or less energy depending on what they've done prior to those exercises in each given session. Um, only really zoom in on, you know, the squats, the bench presses, the box jumps, uh, the important stuff, the load you're using on a, a sled maybe. Don't go too, too crazy, especially if you're dealing with groups and tracking every single weight. Just track the main movements. It'll go a long way. And basically treat the accessories as whatever you can use for good form on that given day to push yourself, you go ahead with. You don't have to make a list of every single weight you've used for every single exercise. It's going to drive you crazy. Um, speaking of that, on the indica- I said indicator exercises. After you test, you also want to make sure you have in your program, they're called primary movements slash indicator exercises, main things for those given sessions that you're always going to use. Um, and aside from the testing, those will also give you an idea of whether or not uh, you're building um, an effective program. So meaning if your main movement on an upper body day is a bench press and you have push-ups and, and uh, back exercises programmed alongside of it. If the bench press isn't going up on a week-to-week basis, you might kind of sit there and reevaluate and say, "Hey, maybe those you know accessories aren't really 
doing what they're intended to do, and I have to take a step back and look at why they're not getting what we need to get out of them. Um, in addition to that, if you know what your primary movement is, it makes it a lot easier to kind of build around it. Uh, and that brings me to the basic template uh, for putting together your program. Full body, I mentioned, and I've said this in the, the episode about uh, conjugate programming, but looking at it like a push, a pull, a squat, a hinge, a lunge, uh, mixing a core exercise, stuff like that, building uh, full body uh, full body sessions off of the main movement patterns, uh, moving on to a, a more of an upper lower. How you would build those is you have your primary movement, like I said, your squat or your bench, um, and then you have what's called the supplemental movement. The supplemental movement is the same movement pattern as the primary movement, but maybe just different type of exercise. So, for example, a bench press would be your primary movement, and then you do a loaded push-up uh, for your supplemental. So it's the same movement pattern, but a different exercise. Then your accessories kind of go down the line, and they're more muscle-based. So you might target your back specifically, your shoulders specifically, your triceps, your arms, whatever it is, using those uh, accessory movements to build the muscle groups that come together to support your main movement. So that's how you have to look at those upper and lower body uh, body lifts. Once you uh, determine all of these factors, um, you can really kind of map out the effective program and the biggest thing, and, and before you get into the stuff that, that's really complicated, the exercise selection, um, you know, worrying about percentages here, percentages there, you can really get a long way with just worrying about those early basic questions. What are your goals? How long do you have? What's the frequency in which you'll be able to train? If you can answer those questions, you can solve more than half of the problems you're going to have and, and make your program uh, at least 50% successful, which is a lot more successful than a lot of other programs are, uh, in, in getting the uh, outcomes you want. Once you get to that, then you can start branching into the more complicated stuff that I talked about. But make sure you nail down the frequency, the length, start from the back end and build your way up to the beginning, have goals, and specify what you need to get out of each area of the program, and then above all else, make sure you have a way to determine whether or not what you're doing is effective. Because if it's not effective, what's the point? So to finish up here, um, as I, I want to reiterate, asking questions, uh, I really want to drive that home. Um, if you have something you want to hear about, really just send me a DM. Um, anyone will tell you I, I answer almost everything that anyone sends to me. Um, whether it's you can email me, you can DM me, drop me a comment on a, a tweet, whatever it is. I want to know what everyone wants to hear about, what things you want to hear answered on here. Um, I would like to do a kind of a Q&A episode soon. I think it would be really cool to kind of like pick 10 questions and uh, make an episode out of it. Um, and if a question is kind of extensive enough to require an entire episode, I would I would be not, not be opposed to that either. So please make sure um, – you know, you shoot those over to me uh, and get me as many questions out there as possible. I, I really want to know what you guys want to um, hear talked about and, like, what are important questions you have regarding anything, uh, whether it's business or training or both. Uh, again, on the Pitching Ninja front, uh, I'm going to confirm, you know, whether it's this week, this coming week that he'll be on or the week after. Uh, I'm really excited uh, to, to have him on and go over some of the stuff that he's doing and, and kind of talk business uh, from the social media standpoint with related to sports and the uh, obviously the, the baseball training and pitching aspect of stuff too. Um, I will probably make part of that episode a Q&A um, for, for Rob himself. So uh, 
I'm going to post um, something on Twitter and Instagram regarding that episode and, and open up questions. Uh, if anyone has questions for him um, that you would like me to ask him and, and you have some things you want to hear about, uh, definitely drop a question for that. Uh, that'd be great. So uh, let's definitely do that. And uh, as always, going to end the episode with a, if you enjoy this, please subscribe, rate, review, and share, and please give me feedback. Let me know uh, what I could do better if you have an opinion on that um, or or things you'd like to hear more of and how we can uh, improve the episodes here. So uh, thank you, and uh, I'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you for listening to the Muscles and Management Podcast brought to you by Challenger Strength. I'm your host, Jerry DiFilippo, helping you build your body and your business.